The Nashville Predators have started off the season pretty much exactly how everyone expected them to, rolling through most of the teams that they've played, uh, and they even have a couple of power play goals now. I'm John Garcia, here with Paul Scribina. This is the first edition of Catfish Corner of the regular season. Welcome back, you guys. It's been a long offseason. Paul, so you're six games into uh, your tenor covering the Predators for the Tennessean. What have you seen so far from the team? Pretty much what you'd expect. I mean, they're you know they're they're beating teams. They should be being five and one is is probably where you'd expect them to be right now. Though it's not not, not to say that's easy to do in the NHL. You know, in this this day and age, but um, no real big surprises yet. Um, I think the power play was magnified. The power play thing they were over fifteen was magnified because it was at the beginning of the season. They're going to go through stretches like that again. They'll go through stretches where they'll score at ten out of fifteen times. PK Subban has been struggling a little bit. I think um, you know defensively. Uh, I think you know the, especially the, the very beginning of the season. But again, it's just the very beginning of the season, so it's, everything is magnified. But that's been a little bit of a surprise to me because you know he's he's counted on to be one of their their best defensemen. And I think he's probably the right now been playing like their fourth or fifth best defense. I mean, he got burned on some goals early. Uh, I think the first three or four games, he single-handedly pretty much allowed goals. Um, but, you know, again, it's so early in the year, it's hard to, to you know, there, there are no trends yet. It's just kind of a feeling out process through through six games. Yeah, and we can see that from Subban from time to time, even dating back to his time in Montreal, where he is an extremely talented defenseman uh, who has a lot of offensive upside. But with that and the game that he plays lends itself to being a little bit open to get burned defensively, like you said. And there's some frustration in with that. When he got traded to Nashville, I remember hearing the Montreal fans saying like, oh, well, you know what? It's not that big of a deal because we have Shea Weber coming in, who's a little bit more stout. But again, that was just one of those things that you tell yourself so that the pain doesn't hurt as bad. But yeah, so I don't think that that's going to be something that will continue very long, especially as the season goes on, because we know how talented he is. We know that he can get points. He can get goals. He can be very good defensively. And we'll just see how it goes from there. And I think, you know, the, the, this team has a lot of two-way players, and I think that's kind of the mantra of this team is they want all their offensive players to play defense. They want their defensive players to, to, to be offensively capable. And, you know, I mean, Matthias Eckholm has stood out to me as, as being really good on both both ends of the ice this year. Um, you know, it helps when you have great goaltending too, but uh, the defense has been at times, uh, you know, Pekka's had to make some huge saves. But you know what? That's why you have Pekka. You know, that's, that's why you have him. So I think it's hard to complain when you're five and one right like there are these guys are always trying to get better and, and you know matter how if they're six and all or oh and six but you know as a, as a fan you know if you're a fan of this team i think it's it's very hard to find things to to complain about there's not a lot of holes on this team and we knew that going into the season sure. that there wouldn't that there wouldn't be so i think there, there haven't been any big surprises yet i don't i don't think yeah, and especially when you look back at the playoff series that they had when there, where the defense wasn't good, but P.K. Subban was the person pretty much like dragging that defense around single-handedly by himself. That's the P.K. Subban that we're used to. I'm sure that we'll see that pretty soon. But as you said, they are getting contributions from just about everywhere in the lineup right now. I mean, you look at the uh, the job that Philip Forsberg and Ryan Johansson are doing right now, leading the teams in, uh, uh, in points. You could just look down the stat sheet and everyone looks looks to see like they have a goal next to them or they have points on them. Well, Fiala doesn't, Fiala hasn't gotten a point yet. He he really struggled the first couple of games. I mean, he was noticeably struggling the first couple of games. And he was games. demoted. He was put down on the fourth line. Uh, I think that second game against yeah. the Islanders, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know what, though? I think that he, he, again, it's just, everything is so magnified at the beginning of a season. I think, you know, it can be, he's had a couple of, uh, I, I remember two plays 
where he, I think it was a five on three were uh, against the Islanders and, and their goal, he made a really, you know, miraculous save. He had another would have been goal that bounced off Zach Ronaldo's stick. So if that, if those goals go in or one of them go in, we were not even talking about him either. I mean, although he was noticeably bad the first couple of games of the season, but that kind of corrected itself pretty quickly. And, you know, these guys have been, I've been surprised at how, um, not how intense the practices are, but they, they have intense practices and they, they're they pretty long. Once we get into the season, I know they'll get shorter, but I've been surprised at how long these guys have been going, especially after uh, after games. Um, today they're off, but yesterday they, they practiced pretty hard, you know, after Monday night's game, um, being the Jets. I think the Jets really is the only real, if, if there's a quality such thing as a quality yeah, win. Yeah, de- I mean, definitely. The the Flames, for sure, um, may possibly be good this year. I don't know if you would put them in the upper echelon of the Western Conference, but they're definitely a team that has a lot of talent, a lot of speed, and you know could very well be a, be a playoff team. And then you look at the game that they played against the Wild. The Wild have kind of been struggling out of the gate. Again, it's the beginning of the season. Uh, they were a playoff team last year. They may be a playoff team this year. And Bruce Boudreau has not coached an NHL team that's gotten less than 100 points, which is kind of incredible to think about very incredible Um, but yeah but they're they're struggling a little bit so that was one of those things where it's like that game could go either way but yeah the only game on the ledger that they've had so far is against the Jets and you know they soundly beat them and they looked very good doing it and Uh, and, you know what was impressive about that game too is is the composure because that that the that the Predators showed because there were I mean there were if you remember that game there were two fights the simultaneous Craig Smith and and the Ekholm going at the same time which was Ekholm's first fight in the NHL which I couldn't believe that's he's a big man yeah and he's (laughs) very angry and gets very mad at people all the time yeah on the ice I mean and he seems very kind off the ice but oh yeah yeah but but the whole game the the Jets uh, were, were trying to start fights with the Predators almost the whole game and, and it, you know try and just because they felt like maybe they were overmatched I don't, I don't know they but that, that the Predators didn't give into that and that doesn't make sense to me because if you're the Jets you had the upper hand in the playoffs you won that game seven and it was a very tightly contested playoff series and you got the upper hand so you would have thought that going into that game maybe it was the Predators that would be trying to get into the Jets head and kind of get some retribution on that stuff but then it kind of goes back and do it the other way which you know actually is not that surprising given the Jets and kind of how we saw them try and get under the skin of the Predators and stuff like that but for an October game the first time that you're playing uh, a team that may possibly be your biggest rival coming up in this year I, don't, I, I just I, that doesn't make any sense to me. But there, even before you got here, there have been times where uh, there's a, a picture that I'll show you uh, after we get off where it was like a Thanksgiving game. I think it was Thanksgiving Day. They played a game against the Jets and there were like 10 people in the penalty box for the Predators and like 10 people in the penalty box for the Jets. And I think it was another like seven nothing laugher that the Preds were winning and the Jets were just trying to goon it up. But yeah, that, that's just how the Jets play. But that doesn't make any sense to me going into that first game when you have the upper hand you know that okay we beat this team they are going to have to prove themselves to us for the rest of the season we're probably going to meet in the playoffs again if things go according to plan just I don't get it this is how rivalries are born though I think I I think the players like it I think the fans like it I think it's good for the sport I'm not an advocate of fighting at all I think it's horrible but I think, and, and that's not just what I'm talking about when I talk about the rivalry. I just think it's it's this is building. I don't think it's a rivalry yet. I don't I don't think they've played. You know, not, not like what they had with the Blackhawks or some other teams that they face in the it's playoffs multiple there, times. But yeah, this is on. You, you get the feel that this is on its way to that. Now, 
Let me go off on a tangent a little bit about NHL scheduling. So the the, the Predators and Jets play after playing a game seven last year in the, in the playoffs, play early in the season, and I don't think they play again for a couple months. And this is a common thing uh, within divisional play in the NHL where these games are all bunched up. I think they play again in January, then they go to Winnipeg twice in March. I, I don't like all the time between games, you know, between division rivals. I don't think division rivals I don't think the interdivisional teams play each other enough in the NHL. I don't, I don't like the way the scheduling is spread out. I think, especially in the central where it's, it's probably arguably the best division in hockey, right. Or, or the toughest to win. And you know, they're going to face each other in the playoffs. I mean, you have potential, you know, conference finals taking place in the first and second round every year in the, you know, in the Western conference. And I just wish that, you know, it's, it's hard to, that it's hard to carry that over, right. From, you know, you go a couple months between playing teams. It's, it's hard to, build rivalries right they were always built in the playoffs but i think you know that felt like a playoff game mm-hmm. you know when they played the jets and um you know that, that's i really wish they would they would reconsider how they do the scheduling but that's that's way above my head yeah and i also wonder if you know i don't know what the nhl schedule makers are thinking a lot of times i agree with you you look at some of the things that why did they schedule this team on this day and then this on this and then they don't play each other again for however long or for months or they you know they're going into a marquee game and one team is coming off the back-to-back and the other team hasn't played in a week it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but I also wonder if they kind of looked at that and said okay we're gonna backload some of these games because we expect these teams to be good um, because especially you, they play each other in the beginning of the season where all the, the tensions are flaring and you have those short memories from last season. And then you go a little bit, you get into the groove of the season and then, you know, January, February, March rolls around. Now the playoff hunt is starting to go through and those games mean a little bit more. I guess, I guess but I've always been... I've Maybe always, I'm giving too much credit to the schedule I, maker. I, 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 I don't know. I've, I've always been of the opinion that, that you know, in, in every sport, um, especially long season sports like hockey or baseball, every game counts the same in the standings. You know, it doesn't mean any more in March than it does in sure. October, November. Sure. I know, the, I know that for maybe an audience, from an audience perspective, if there's a close race going on, it maybe makes more sense to have the, the oh, the Predators and Jets are playing each other twice in March, you know. That's great, but it, it, it really, it all ends up the same either way, no matter when they play, you know, and, and I've had discussions with some of the, some of the guys about this too, about, you know, they hate the big gap. They also know that every game, you know, <clears throat> drives me nuts in baseball that, that, you know, oh, it's only April, it's only May. It, it, no, every single one of these games counts the same in the standings. Yeah, and there's, you know, hockey is a game of cliches, and, you know, the early season cliche is you can't clinch a playoff berth in October, but you can, you can certainly lose, lose one, a right. playoff berth in October. But I think, like, especially for me, you know, as a hockey fan, when uh, October starts, I love the first, like, couple of games because, you know, you're back into the swing of things. You haven't watched hockey in a little bit, and it's great to, you know, sit down on Thursday night and switch between a couple of games. But It's getting through December, January, and February. It's a little challenging. Even even in the beginning of October, once everything starts going on, you're like, okay, well, you know, you look at the standings and teams that are supposed to be bad or way up high and teams that are supposed to be good or kind of down at the bottom and all that kind of changes itself out for a little while and just takes a takes a little while to get there so i mean yeah a tuesday night game against the calgary flames does count as much as it would in october as it would in february that doesn't necessarily mean that the emotion is there for sure i I totally i totally get that that perspective you know that that perspective and i totally understand it i just 
you know, from in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's yeah, obviously it's more exciting if, if but at the end of the year in March, I mean, the Jets and Predators are both going to be in the playoffs, yeah. right? It, yeah, it, it, I mean, they're probably going to be like one, two seed. Probably going to be fighting for a position, which I think in the NHL doesn't really make that much of a difference. I mean, I, not right now, not the way that they have it laid out. No, no, you know, the, the, yeah, with the way that well, that's a whole nother. You win the president's trophy and then get the second seeded team in the second round of the playoffs. I I don't like the way the players are set up, but at at any rate, it is more exciting for, for fans. And I, you know, I understand there, you know, that's, that's a a concern and that's a priority, but I also think that, you you know, it's like you say, it's a very long season. And and I feel that as you know, someone covering team, it's always exciting in October and November. And then it's like December and January. That's where the slog starts. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's normal. That's Mm -hmm. natural. And I think players probably go through the same thing where, you know, it it is a long season. They do feel it and they do, you know, some days you just have to get through. That's why you're going to have bad stretches and bad games. I mean, these, these guys are human beings too. You know, they're, they feel it, and and they feel the the doldrums of of January game in in Vancouver or not Vancouver, but like Calgary or Winnipeg or whatever. You know, nobody wants to be there at that time of year, right? But you know, that's why they play eighty two games, and that, and and you know, it's just a matter of I don't I, I guess my bottom line is I just wish they played within their division more. If if that's if that's what the playoffs are going to be about in the first and second round, then I think those games there should be more of those games to 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 better determine. Who is the best team, and and who you know? Because I, you could have the three best teams could be from the same division, and that's just. And I also wonder if that might change a little bit with uh, Seattle coming through, and they have to do realignment again, depending on what they do. Because um, I mean, you remember just a, a few years ago before they did the realignment, and you know, making the Metropolitan Division and moving some pieces around that. Eastern Conference and Western Conference teams would only play once a once season, season. Right. and now and then they changed it so that they play twice, so that they could have you know each one at home and everything like that. This but is a, this is a man to me. This is a manufactured attempt to create rivalries. That's what it is because they, that's the that is the tagline of the NHL. I that, mean, you know, they destroyed the the the, the Blackhawks Red Wings rivalry by putting them in different conferences, and now they never play, and you know that that's just. You know, speaking from my experience, but so now they're trying to recreate those, and and you know, I don't know if people care. I mean, it, it comes and goes, right? Like it's you're going to go through teams in the you know, obviously you're going to play the same teams every year in the playoffs. If you're you know, that's that's just the way it's going to go. So maybe rivalries will be born, but I don't know if the players look at it that way. Like I, I don't. It, it depends on who you ask, what you do. Like I mean, hearing from some of the Capitals players this past playoffs, I mean, you know the. Penguins players hate the Capitals. The Capitals players hate the Penguins. That's just how it is. And I think that uh, that's kind of how like with the Preds are with the Ducks right now. I mean, they've met in the playoffs a couple times, and that's that, a rivalry. That rivalry has really budded, and that's where that that comes from. But yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you that. I liked the playoff format that they had where one played eight, two played seven. And not only did it give you a whole lot of variety, but then it made things more interesting and you don't have the same, you know, quote unquote, forced rivalries anymore. Yeah, I think, well, again, it's it goes back to, you know, just the the NHL is is a sport, is a league that, you know, you know, fights to compete with a lot of other leagues for popular you know the look at the nba's exploded in popularity because their players have personality you know the nhl is trying to to you know kind of keep pace with with the rest of the leagues as best they can and you know i think that that though comes from personalities and that's like a you know when you watch some of these you, you, you i don't know if you saw the 
the uh, the game the other night. I think it was uh, Kane and, and I was just thinking that yeah, and Matthews. Yeah, yeah. and they, going back and forth. I mean, that's great for the game to yeah. me. I, I think that you know, I'm not well, especially coming off the very first game of the season where Brad Marchand beat the crap out of Lars Eller because he like twirled his finger after a, a seven nothing goal. Like, if you don't want, if you think that that is a sign of disrespect, then freaking go out and score a goal and don't lose seven to nothing. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not that big of a Patrick Kane fan, but Matthew scored that that goal to put him ahead, and then he came right back and scored again. And those and guys, they're having and, and fun. They're having fun, yeah, and they even were smiling about it. Like, Matthews is on the bench seeing that and smiling. You know, Matthews is a young player, and he's a dynamic player. He's so, so, so much fun to watch, and that's what the sport needs. I mean, it just needs people not mean, oh, you can't celebrate after a 7 nothing goal, and that's you can't have I, fun playing the that's game. That's why I love watching a guy like PK who has a personality, not just on the ice, but off the ice. I mean, he, you know, he says some outrageous things sometimes and, you know, but I think he really, you know, guy, Ryan Johansson's another one that he's always having fun and never taking himself too seriously. But also, you know, if you can give it out and you can, and you could dish it out and you can take it and people like, it's not just about, you know, hockey used to be about fighting all the time and everybody went to watch the fights and I, you know, and I, again, not an advocate of it, you know. It's necessary sometimes, but you can be entertained in other ways. And and I think these young these young players coming in have changed the game a lot. You know, the speed is so it's so much faster. It's so much everybody is everybody has Gretzky speed now. Everybody has you know it's it's a different game. Why not have some fun with it? Why not let these guys have personality? I think the league does a horrible job marketing its personality. I agree. And kind of uh, to wrap up that point, the games that I've watched so far, I've uh, you know just been popping around every couple of nights so watch a period of you know the panthers versus kings or a period of stars versus blue jackets or whatever's on at at that particular time and yeah you're right i even just from like five years ago i have noticed a notable shift in the way that players are entering the zone that are trying to dangle through people they're trying to use their skill to get around defenders and make creative plays and Yes, you still have grinders in the NHL. You still have the cycle game going on and people trying to get it into the corners and work that puck around to get a good scoring chance. But they're out there trying to kill each other yeah. for your entertainment. Which, yeah. you know. but, but at the same time, they're also, you know, skating around the zone, passing it, uh, making great plays and trying to get around people. And just even just from five years ago, there's a notable difference in the speed of the game and the skill of the game from the players that, that I've seen and that, that I've noticed. No, there's no doubt about that. And, and I think that everybody, because it's so fast, I think that's the, it, it closes the gap in terms of, I mean, you're going to have your, your top tier teams and your bottom feeders, but the middle, the middle there, for, you know, the, 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 the second tier to the second to bottom tier is that gap is really close. Any given night, you know, any team, it's not like, not like football usually where the best team wins. I mean, that doesn't always happen because these teams are very, you know, they're, the, the talent level is very close, but you know, and, and again, I think it's it's a this team so far. The Predators have been, like I said, have been have been fun to watch. Um, on a personal note, been pretty fun to cover. I'm still getting to know as best I can. And when I say getting to know, I mean just around the ice and and get, you know trying to learn guys' personalities and, and and talking with them and not necessarily about hockey, but just about you know everything. And so I, I you know. So far, no big surprises yet with, with this team that are obvious to me. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone, uh, Preds fans or otherwise, are surprised at where they are in the standings and what they've done so far. Um, I do want to go back and ask you one uh, one last question about something that you said earlier about them uh, practicing hard, and you were 
kind of being very surprised about the uh, the intensity that they have. Um, and you you may not have an answer to this. You may not know. I'm just, I'm just kind of seeing if you have just an idea. Um, but do you think that has anything to do with the fact that they might have a chip on their shoulder from losing out in the second round last year? Because they also went through last season training camp saying – our goal is to get home ice advantage in the playoffs. Then they said that from September. They got home ice in, in, in the playoffs, and then they didn't do anything with it. Well, first of all, I'm not, I, to clarify, in case I wasn't clear, I, I'm not surprised at the intensity of the practice. I'm surprised at the length and the, dur- the duration of the, that intensity. Um, the length of the practice surprises me more. I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing about this team now. This shift is, is happening. The regular, and, we, and this goes back to our point about the regular season. The regular season is just a means to an end for this team now, right? So the regular season, when you're when you're a team like the top tier team like the Predators, the playoffs are the, the, you, that's what you play for, right? Yeah. So the regular season becomes a necessary evil. I don't think in the past that they necessarily looked at it like that. So I think this is a whole new this is whole new territory for them where you get to the Stanley Cup, right, and then you get home ice advantage, and you find out neither one of those things make a bit of difference when a new season starts, right? Two years ago, going to the Stanley Cup final has no bearing on this year. Last year, you know, getting home ice advantage, winning the president's trophy, obviously made no, you know, there's no script to get there. But one thing that is common with all very good teams in the NHL is they, they know how to approach the regular season, right? And that's, a, that's something that you learn how to do. And that's why I was surprised at some kind of some of the, the, the length of the practices and, and, and the intensity of that you know, of the duration of that intensity during practices, because you have to be careful during this season. You don't want to wear yourself out. And I'm not, Hey, you know, Peter Lavey and his coaching staff know way more than I do. And it's the beginning of the year. I expect the practices to, to shorten and, and you know, I don't expect the intensity to go down, but I expect them to shorten and probably get a lot more days off, um, you know, as the season goes on. But that's again something that this team is learning how to get. You just it's like a, it's like a game of survival, right? The regular season is a game of survival, and you want to get because the playoffs are so long in the NHL. You have to get through the regular season healthy. You have to, you know, there are going to be times where they go a week and they look they play horribly and, and may not look like they're giving any effort, but because sometimes they're conserving it. You can't you can't go out and give a hundred percent every single night. Sure, you go, yeah, balls out, right? You can't do that. And then expect to be standing at the end of the season. I mean, you have to pace yourself. And I think that that's what this team is going to learn how to do this year. Yeah. And I mean, they also learned how to do it last year, too. I mean, I think that there is not enough emphasis on just how incredible the president's trophy is when you really look at it being the best team over you know, an 82 game stretch this season. But that's not the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most important thing, but it is it is still an impressive feat. It's it's impressive. I, I, I think it gets overshadowed by the fact that there is a gigantic silver chalice that everyone wants to look at um and i'm not saying that the stanley cup is you know not hard to win or harder than anything like that i just think that there is definitely uh less of an emphasis on the president's trophy but that is still a very impressive feat for a team to go through and do to be that consistent over a uh that long of a period of time right and then but 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 then you look at the end result and you're like what did it mean so, you know what I mean? And, and, and it is a great feat. I do agree. It is a great feat. It is impressive. But it, at the end of the day, I, to these guys, I don't think that matters. I don't no, think they no. care if they're I an mean, eight I, seed yep. and they're, or they're a one seed. They have the same goal either way. And they're, they know, like, you're not going to go 82-0. and 0. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going to lose games. You're going to lose, have bad bounces. You're going to have bad streaks. And that's is learning how to, how, how to kind of 
you know, survive those and, 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 you know, get through those, those times that are going to separate you from, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the pack. And, you know, again, it's six games in, there's 76 regular season games to go. And then there's going to be two months of playoffs after that, if you're lucky. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just encourage people to just sit back and, and relax and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, this team know. is going to be incredibly fun to watch. And uh, to your point, Paul, I think that fans of 31 teams would rather have the Stanley Cup than the President's Trophy. So we will be back maybe next week. I, I imagine you are out on the road this weekend, Calgary and then Edmonton Friday and Saturday. Do you have any predictions for that? For those two games, I mean, it's hard to predict. I mean, it's hard to predict hockey, but I think Calgary, especially Calgary, shut them out in their own building. I think you know that if there's any such a thing as motivation, and and Edmonton will be, it'll be, they'll be fun. I think it'll be good for them to get out. You know, they had the two game road trip in New York, um, and then the two games here, and then beginning of November, the schedule gets a little bit more challenging on the November, road. and we will probably talk about that as November gets closer. That November schedule is going to be very challenging to say the least. If you haven't followed Paul on Twitter yet, please do so. What is your Twitter handle, Paul? It's at Paul Skurbina, and if you can't spell that, it's S-K-R-B as in boy, I-N-A. And I also want to say, too, that we're, I'm going to be doing mailbags this year every week, uh, starting, I think, this week or next week. But part of that is uh, part of the mailbag, the best question or the funniest question or the whatever every week. Um Somebody giving away the giveaways that the Predators are, are, are giving away. So I have a lot of, of a bag full of stuff already. Uh, the banners that they gave away. I have some other things, that some, some shirts and stuff like that. I like to get into the fan, in the hands of Predators fans. And um, so if you hit me up on Twitter with a question for the mailbag, uh, you have a chance to, we'll, we'll ship it to you or you can come and pick it up. And, um, you know, I just, I want to get, I want to get the stuff out of my closet and, uh, and into the hands of somebody who would appreciate it. So I think it'll be kind of a fun thing. And, and I encourage everybody to have fun with the questions. I don't know yeah, how maybe we'll answer some here too. Yeah, maybe some yeah. of the leftovers that don't make it into to online. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I like to, I, I don't take life too seriously when it comes to sports and hockey. It's my job, but I, you know, it should be fun and let's make it fun. Let's, you know, so. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. We'll see you guys next time on Catfish Corner. I'm John Garcia. I'm Paul Scarina. 